Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. everyone in here to begin to believe that they're going to walk in God's authority. Amen. They're going to speak his authority and they're going to mean it. Die to your flesh and rise up in Christ. Amen. Rise in Christ. You're not, he's not asking you to do it. He's asking you to yield for him doing it through you. That's where the authority is. That's when those demons would run up to Jesus and say, oh, you're Jesus, you know, and they, they never saw him in that, uh, human body before, but they recognized that anointing and that authority in the spirit realm. And that's just like those demons that came and um, they said to those sons, just give you, you know, Jesus, we know Paul, we know, but who's you, who are you? You want them to know who you are. Amen. Come on, people. We have authority over them. Quit living for them at all. Amen. Quit living for them at all. Do what God tells you every single time, no matter how much you don't understand it. Amen. And walk in authority. The only reason you don't have authority is because you're living in fear or disobedience. The only two things that'll take away your authority in Christ from the minute you're born again, from the minute you're born again, the only thing that takes away your authority in Christ is disobedience and fear. And or. Amen. So he's not expecting you to be where you're not yet. He's expecting you to be righteous, which is right where he wants you to be. Amen. Now, the biggest thing in this race we're running, amen, is to start seeing yourself the way God sees you and not the way the devil sees you or the devil wants you to see yourself. You cannot be the grasshopper. Amen. You've got to be the son or the daughter of God. And you've got to see yourself maturing to be the bride of Christ. Amen. The bride of Christ is not a doormat. The bride of Christ is someone who recognizes that she walks and she's male or female. There's no male or female spirit. But this bride walks in the authority of her bridegroom king. Like this is my, this I am, I am completely one with the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. I am hidden in Christ Jesus. I am in Christ. I'm hidden in Christ. My identity is in Christ. Everything about my life is caught up in his kingdom. And, and I, when I walk in that place, there is nothing Satan can do. He's under my feet. Amen. He's, he cannot rule and reign in the heavenly places. He's been defeated. Amen. He's been defeated. Quit buying the lies of the enemy. Put smiles on your face. Smile. Look like somebody who has authority. Amen. I'm serious. Get become these people you're supposed to be. Not what the devils yelled at you and put you down and told you off and, and caused you to be disappointed. God will never disappoint you. But if you buy the lies of the enemy, you're going to be disappointed. And then you'll blame God. Amen. Satan, Satan's going to go out of his way to cause you to be disappointed in God. 
Well, who is he to make me disappointed in God? I should never be disappointed in God. If I want to be disappointed, I need to be disappointed in myself that I'm not believing God in his word. Amen. Satan's defeated. He's a zero. He's a zero. So I, I did hear, um, I, I like that I heard Robin Bullock say yesterday or today or sometime, but, you know, it, this made a lot of sense. And remember in our gardens, we're talking about sowing and reaping. Okay? Satan has no real power or authority over your life. But he talked about how angels are called reapers, that they're to go and reap the harvest. And he said, so Satan knows how to come in and reap what you've sown, the evil you've sown. So he knows how to come in and have you reap sickness because you sowed into sickness. Well, that runs in my family. Bloop. Well, you know, this is what everybody, boof. well, this is what, ha do you get what I'm saying? So I'm serious that it's time that you take some serious time in your prayer time with God and start going over these worksheets and start digging up the mess and go down, pull out the seed, pull the roots out. And if you can get all the way to the seed and the roots and pull it, it's gone. And it can't do anything anymore. You can't reap a bad harvest for something that you go in and dig out and pull, unless you replant it. All right. So today's worksheet is called Time to Plant to Reap God's Promises. And she writes, use this worksheet to write scriptures to plant the good seeds of God's word in specific areas of your life using your notebook. All right, here's what we're going to do. Pull out your notebooks. Write down time to plant to reap God's promises. I'm doing this so those at home and those other Bible studies and, and leaders in other nations can actually see what to do in their own churches or to get their groups together. So that's why we're going to do this online tonight and get you guys uh, participating and also show some of the group leaders how to get people really into this and get everybody active. What you don't want is every time there's a group, one or two people just get to share their problems. Amen. Because truthfully, you don't need to share a problem. You need to learn how to go and do the word of God. Amen. You need to become a doer, not a talker only. <laughs> Amen. All right. So time to plant, to reap God's promises. So tonight is a very encouraging night. Because tonight you can get vision for every single area of your life that you want to see fruitful. Now think about, and this would be something really good to get the children's church to do. So I don't know who's doing Sunday morning. Just think, if you first of all believe God's word. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, none of this works. Amen? It just doesn't work without faith. What's faith? Trusting in the God who wrote the word, who lives inside of us, who has come up who tells us what his kingdom is and how it works. And God compares his kingdom to a sower sowing seeds. Amen. He, he compares a lot of things in his kingdom as compared to the whole idea of sowing and reaping. Amen. So I want you to get that a minute. Everything in your life pretty much has to do with sowing and reaping. If th think about it. If there was no sowing, you'd never reap a baby. And it's, even, even for that, it's the whole seed and plantation idea. Isn't that amazing? 
So, so when we really, really see the God, no, God's serious. He didn't have to make it that way. He didn't have to make that it actually took a seed to implant in an egg that has to then go in and, and make itself a place in good ground, right? To start, uh, create, you know, a new human being being created or an animal, whatever. I just want you to see, especially if you didn't go through the faith teaching and really hear this, hear this, hear this. And I think for a lot of you, it's almost new to see how real it is. Amen. And I really believe that's one of the main reasons God had us have Robin Bullock come and his family to stir up that hunger to get back into, to really embrace what the faith teaching taught. Amen. And to add that to all the other things that God has brought us. I mean, we know how to have the atmosphere. We know how to walk in the faith. Amen. So I want you to really see this. There's nothing that's coming into your life that somewhere it wasn't sown. That could be a generational curse. Because that's something sown before you were ever even born, but it's still sown. And it's going to produce something unless we break the power of that. So what I wanted us to do tonight, because um, all these topics, you could speak hours and hours on them every single week, to be honest, without any trouble. So I'm trying to give you something each week that you can start doing however you want to do it. I really encourage you, take some time and do some of these things. Amen? Not as a ritual, but as a way to actually begin to make sure that you are really operating in kingdom principles. Amen? Now you want the right atmosphere, so get in the presence of God. Do it in faith. Amen? Put on some worship music. Spend time with God. Hang out with God. Amen? And say, Lord, I really want to begin to really reap. I really want to sow. So I want to sow. So let's say if you want to live a long, healthy life, you have to sow in the spirit. Amen? But you also have to sow in the natural. You have to sow drinking some water. Amen? See, this is where I think a lot of people in the faith movement miss it, who look like they're sick all the time and not in very good health. And I think a lot of them miss it because I think they think, well, if I just do everything spiritual, I don't have to do, none of these laws are going to apply in the natural. How many know that's not true? How many know the entire natural world is built upon truths from the spiritual realm? So what makes us think that we don't have to operate in the natural realm in our reaping and our sowing. Amen? But those who only dwell there, you got some really health nuts who, who live in that realm who don't believe in God at all. And they will have a probably better physical um, chance. But it's if the devil brings a disease along, they can't stop it that way, right? If some horrible thing is planned by the enemy, Without prayer, they're not going to stop it, right? Think of us. We get to live in both realms. We get to, we're not supposed to only live in the spiritual realm. He wouldn't have put us in flesh bodies. We would have gotten born again and instantly got a glorified body. How many know that didn't happen? Amen? So we're supposed to take care of our bodies. And some of you need to seriously look at these two going together. So I don't pretend to think that I'm going to be running around the mission field based only on faith as I'm getting into my older years, my golden years. <laughs> silver. I think Nicole, Nicole's little boy calls me Silver. That's a kind of cool grandma name. But anyhow, but so I walk four miles a day. 
Does anybody think that my body wakes up and goes, ooh, I want to walk four miles a day? Even, even people who are very disciplined, like Karen, who really, really enjoy it, her body still does not wake up and say, let's do that. Her body wakes up and says, drink that caffeine coffee, baby, and let's, let's, go lay, let's go lay back down. Let's just go, let's go chill for a while. Let's go. <laughs> the, the, the disciplined Karen goes, no, you're good. And Paul even talks about that, that you have to be in charge of that. You have to discipline that. I want to get this thing so clear in everybody's thinking we are the most fortunate because we can reap from the spirit realm and the physical realm. Amen. People who are not born again of the spirit of God cannot reap from the spiritual, the spiritual side except what Satan wants them to reap. All right. Life and death are in, in, your, in your words. But let me tell you what, that doesn't mean somebody who doesn't include Jesus can speak good words and it have any impact. Amen. So when life and death is in my tongue. It's talking about am I giving into what God is saying. Or what the enemy is saying. And if I'm speaking from another spirit. But it sounds good. It's still, it's still sowing into the demonic. It's sowing into pride. Okay. Alright. So. On your sheet, so you write time to, in your notebook, time to plant to reap God's promises. Now this, she gives us some areas here. So I want you to take one sheet in your notebook. On the top of that sheet, if you didn't bring a notebook, you could just keep track of this and do it when you get home. So you want to put marriage. Then you want to put parenting on a whole nother sheet. You can also put relationships on a whole nother sheet. So we got marriage, parenting, relationships. Okay, on a whole nother sheet, put health. So we have marriage, parenting, relationships. Why? Because relationships are more important than all the rest of this, just so you know. All right, health, finances, career. These are all different sheets. Ministry. And, and I, I, we probably should have put this first, but too late because you already wrote in your notebook. So just make this bigger and prettier. Relationship with God. Because these are sheets that you're going to go back to and you're going to. Now you can just write the scripture and what it's about. You can just put what that scripture is. Okay, seeds that are planted that are going to bring God's promises have to come from God's word. This isn't you just rambling off a bunch of stuff that would be nice. Okay, it's his word that is seed, not every word. Okay, this, this should make you a little more excited about reading the word. There's no way to get bored in the things of God. There's intercession time with God. There's worship time. There's just the time of doing things like this to begin to plant, to, to receive. There's, there's times of God um, checking out your life and testing yourself. There's times of just reading just to know his word. Amen. God really knows. You can really learn a lot just getting into his word. I really want to recommend, um, I did this today, I'm listen, I was listening to Ezekiel, actually I turned it on, I don't know, two in the morning or something, I just kept it running, and I got to, it only got to 37, so I don't know what time that was, but boy, because the Lord said, you know, you have Ezekiel kind of calling, goodness gracious, that's very interesting. So, so then I got up, and I'd wake up, and I'd hear a chapter, and I'd write down um, something that stood out from that chapter. So I encourage you, 
a really, really good app where it's really interesting to hear the word of God. It may not be the translation I would normally pick, but it's very, very good to hear the word of God is the, what is it called? Uh, word of promise. Okay. Get that app. Get that app. Okay. Because then you could be cleaning your house. You could be sitting out just relaxing. You could ride your bike. You could do whatever, but you could have God's word as seed going into your life. Amen. Now, when you plant that seed, you don't always have to write it. I'm just trying to get you to understand the power of his word. But let's say you're just, let's just say you're whatever, you're cleaning, watching kids, whatever you're doing, and you have that word on, and then all of a sudden your spirit gets quickened. How many have seen me post like a scripture? Just like, middle of the night, if you ever notice, like, she, she posted that like a two, or she posted that like four. I'm actually spending time with God right then, and I'm reading the word, and that, out of the whole stuff I'm reading, that jumps out. And it's like, plant it. Plant it. A lot of times you notice it's uh, about God fixing all the mess that's going on, right? And the Lord's like, he's like, plant this. The reason we're on the radio and all the states are on the radio, or the cities, is not because we're expecting tons of listeners. Actually, we go into places where they know they won't like us. Because we are releasing that into the atmosphere. We are planting God's word oh, in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies. Okay, that's how real I, th I spend thousands of dollars every month. Not trying to make a name for, I've done radio long enough to know it does not, at least with what God's doing with us. It, people don't, how many of you have sent money to a radio program in the last two years? One or two? For radio. Radio? Not TV. Radio. Okay. Um, but overall, well, you ha haven't sent it to us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, do, we come here. No, I'm just saying, we really, we've been doing the radio for years, and we get some comments, especially when people want to be mean. But we don't, we don't, I'm just saying, I know this would make Greg mad, but I've been doing it for years, and we do not get finances that way. For the most part, okay? We do get listeners. I mean, I can go pump gas somewhere and somebody will hear me go, oh, are you Cindy Foster? I said, no, she's much prettier than I am. Because on the radio, they can't see me, you know? So it's like, no, she's, well, she's young. Are you kidding? That's not me. But we just sound alike, don't you think? But anyhow, um, one time, this was funny. This was years ago when I was probably in my 40s, maybe early 40s. I was seriously pumping gas and I was talking to somebody. And the guy put his head around and goes, you're, you're that lady on the radio. You're Cindy Foster. I said, yeah. He goes, you're beautiful. That's what he said. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't had that happen. And like, anyhow. <laughs> but but it, I'm just saying, so we know people hear us. I couldn't go to any Christian event and people didn't know who I was. So, but the Lord has me doing that. Especially some of the play, I am purposely, purposely putting a radio show and paying a lot of money to do it into black communities. Isn't that cool? Because we want to bust up these lies about identity in anything but in Christ. We want to bust up these lies about how to, you know, you have to sow. God is so clear in his word. People who are staying at home right now, taking unemployment and taking um, advantage of, of a really strange situation in our government. Okay, it's, that's not going to work. 
Because God says, if you don't desire to work, you won't eat. His word's going to come to pass. That means at some point, you're going to be back in a totally poverty situation without any food on the table. And you cannot blame another portion of America. Because you chose not to work when there's help when it signs everywhere. I'm just telling you how it works. You'll never, ever, ever undo God's kingdom way of doing things. Amen? It's a forever. It's set in motion. And so, so don't get upset or jealous if somebody's like, gosh, and I know it would be hard. If somebody's going to pay me that much to stay home instead of doing a job I don't want to do. Look at the temptation. Satan knows that. It's pretty sad when our government pushes that, to be quite honest. But God's very clear in his word. He's given much, will get more. And he who's given much, who, does, who, who's get, who doesn't even take what God does give them, even what they have is going to be taken away. That's a principle of God's kingdom. So, so just know God's watching this. The angels are watching this. The demons are watching this. People who do not desire to work and will not go to work. The Bible says you won't have food. So if a famine comes because our whole world goes nuts, guess what? If you work and you love God and you tithe and you sow, you're going to still have food. If he's got to send a bird to feed you, don't eat the bird. Just take... <laughs> Caleb's like, oh man, <laughs> He doesn't promise he'll send you another bird. Anyway. But. <laughs> Amen. So I want us to really get serious. Really serious about the way it works in God's kingdom. And quit comparing ourselves to others. Quit looking at how it works in the world. Quit worrying about this or that. Get in his kingdom. Sow into his kingdom. So, so you're going to take these topics. And you're going to find scriptures to go along with these topics. And you don't just pick the ones you like. What you do is you really kind of get into the anointing. And you see what scripture jumps out at you. Amen. When a scripture jumps out at you. That's Holy Spirit. Amen. He's, he's really the sower right. He's like here. Here's the word. And you're like ooh. Wow, I get that one. Oh, I like that one. Amen. Instead of people just making everything what they want. So, so if you're going through, a, so if you're looking at the one on health, for example, and you, so you would look up every scripture on health, right? I mean, wouldn't that make sense? Lord, let me see what, let me see what promises are out there. Let me see what seeds are out there that I can plant. Okay. Now, true planting has got to be a combination of the renewed mind or the word, amen, and the spirit. It's not a formula. It's not legalism, amen. It's not something to take away from a relationship with God. It's something that comes because I have a relationship with God. See, this is the part I want clear. Do you need another pen? <laughs> this, is, this is something I want clear, okay? Because this is the part where pretended faith and then people don't know, I did this, I did this, I did this. It's not about what you do. 
It's about walking with a God in his kingdom who's so powerful that by his spirit, he gives you his word. And if you take his word seriously and you plant it in your heart seriously, it will bring forth fruit. Okay, remember the whole thing um, with my beach house. Okay, some prophetic people came and they said, I did, because I was having retreats for years and we'd rent a house, which was a lot harder than having our own house. And we'd try to get everything straight and work everything out. And people would come and say, I just see God having you do this more and more. He's going to give you a beach house. Okay, well, what scripture could you get for that? Everything you put your hand to, he'll bless. So when they said, what, what they were saying is, I can see God blessing this. I can see God blessing this. You're like, how did you get that scripture so fast? He just popped it right in my head. Right then. I'm like, Lord, you know we don't have a beach house scripture. Amen? Let me tell you how powerful it is believing him and his word. When we were buying a house, with the house on, um, we ended up buying on Thunderbird, but so we were moving from Newport News to Williamsburg, or York County actually, and I, I saw these houses I really liked. They were real modern, kind of cool houses. But you had to buy a lot in this neighborhood and then the house. So we went and found a lot we wanted, which my father, who does construction, was like, that was the worst lot you could have ever picked. But anyway, we ended up not getting that house. But what happened is I decided that's the lot we want. This is the house I want. I went and walked it in faith. I went and claimed that land in faith using God's word. All right. Well, what happened is then John comes along. He's like, I don't want to live in that neighborhood. I want to build a better house in those houses. And God blessed us with a really, uh, a really good work, uh, builder who actually now owns the mobile home park behind us. But anyhow, but he, um, so we were the second house he built. So we had an unbelievably great price on an extremely custom, great built house. But we couldn't use those lots. So we had to go find a different lot. You guys, that lot, that whole neighborhood sold out except for that lot that I walked on. I literally had to go and reverse it after about three years, three or four years. I'm like, God, let somebody else buy this. Let somebody else buy this. We don't want this anymore. We're not moving here anymore. I can't sell <laughs> this. That was, and then it finally sold. And they sold out everything else. So when you do something in faith, it's powerful. And I believe there were angels saying nobody can have this but her. Unless she comes and seriously, seriously breaks the power of what she planted. Okay, how many are ready to get really spiritual? How many are ready for the real deal, walk in real faith, really hang out with God? Okay, it doesn't, he promises you, Jesus promises you'll have trouble tomorrow, okay? All right, that's a promise. Woohoo, write that one down. <laughs> that's more of a spiritual law, amen? It's going to happen whether you like it or not. But he says, don't worry, he's overcome the world. He says, don't worry about tomorrow's problem. So I want to be sowing seed. Now, I want you to get this because I don't want you to do this legalistically and then it's not going to work. Do you understand that part? Okay, and, and it puts me, it, it puts you off when you hear people who just do it legalistically, right? Because we've all, if you've gone through the whole faith movement, you've all heard it, right? Right? Okay, so it's like, so you don't just throw out what God's really in. You say, what in this did I not see correctly? What in this do I have to go deeper? You know, what's the issue here, Lord? 
And the issue is, it's never intended, the word of God is never intended to be used except in, in the presence of God, in the spirit of God. Amen? So it's a spirit. The spirit part is the most essential part of anything we do as Christians. Amen? So the Holy Spirit leads me. I can read all these scriptures about something that I'm asking God for. Amen? And I can see which one jumps up off the page. Amen? Right, right now I'm praying... Um, for God to heal the shoulder. And it's much better than it was. Every, it doesn't matter. As soon as, if I get a really sharp pain, if this shoulder goes the wrong way, whew, whew, like Lord have mercy. It feels like somebody stabs a knife in you. And, but I don't sit there and dwell on that. I literally instantly start, if you saw me when I shook on Sunday, ooh, it shook in the wrong way. Well, how could that be God? Because God's, my spirit's shaking, not my body. My body just going for the ride. And I just made it into a really quick knee drop prayer. But, and I said, Lord, this just isn't right. Lord, you're, you, you know, you're, and the Lord gave me from the beginning, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. It's got to raise this arm up. Amen. It's got to do it. Well, don't you give up. I had one person go up, were powerfully touched at the altar recently. And just all the pain left them, all the torment left them. And they were just really so awesome in the presence of God. But by the time they got back to their seat, within 10 minutes, Satan came and stole it. But their first response was, well, it must be fake. Well, my first response is, how could it be fake when, when you were in the presence of God, it worked? I'm not, it's like you've got to quit agreeing with the devil. He, God demonstrated how real it is that you can't hold on to that should be your goal. I want to get to a place where I can live in that presence. I want to get to a place where I'm hidden in Christ. I want to get to a place where I don't have to run to everybody every time. I want, but until, but I'm not going to, I'm going to, amen. So, so, and, and I'm just saying, so say, what does he do? He comes to steal. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal that seed. It's like, get in the right path. You know, you're on the wrong, you're in the wrong race. If the enemy can come and steal something that fast from you. Amen. So, so we want to, so we need to put on, you need to spend some real time, hang out with God, thank him, ask Holy Spirit, make this fun between you and God. Holy Spirit, which one of these things should, do you want me to, to, to work on? Which one of these things should I sow in good seed? For me personally, like you see when I post it, and I have a notebook, I'll write this stuff. It's like, it's usually just in hanging out with him. I'll be hanging out with God, reading his word, enjoying him. And all of a sudden, a scripture will just wham me. And I'm like, oh, I've got to plant this. Okay, it's like, God, I got it. For me, I usually just, I usually just post it, you know, because that's, then everybody can get some, you know, see what it is. But that's what's happening. But a lot of times I'll write it or I'll just sit there and meditate on it. Amen. So, so it's not about, I wrote, meditating on his word. He says to meditate on his word, right? He tells us to meditate on his word. I want you to stop and think what that is from now on. Amen? Meditating on his word is when something jumps out at me supernaturally by the Holy Spirit, and I stop, and I focus, and I let that word sink into my soul. Amen? My spirit 
man who's running this race. See, my flesh is not running this race. My spirit man, which is one with God, is running this race. It's my spirit man that has ears to hear. It's my spirit man that has eyes to see, which Jesus always says, those who have ears to hear. Amen? Those who have ears to hear. So he's not asking you to have natural ears to hear. So the real, real planting of the Lord comes when we get spiritual ears and say, oh, this is what you're showing me. And then you've got to fight the enemy. When he tries to steal that, amen, you've got to make sure the roots are deep so it just doesn't come a little bit and go away. You got to get rid of the stony hearts. I mean, I talk to people, it's like as soon as it doesn't go their way for one day, can you all get this? This is a real fight. There's a real devil. He's really hateful and evil. Amen. And it doesn't matter that you don't want to fight. It doesn't mean you don't have to. God calls it a good fight, so get in the right fight. He doesn't call it an easy fight. He even says, he even says you're going to add to your faith perseverance, which means you're going to persevere through everything and every obstacle and everything else to see what you really believe. Oh, I've been praying this for four months. I prayed for 16 to 20 years for my son to be healed. Thank God I didn't have the attitude of some people that he's not worth it. I'm just saying God got some rebuke for those who don't think people are worth more than your little time. Don't open those doors for the enemy. Don't open those doors for the enemy. It's not kidding when you open doors for the enemy. Sometimes it's worse than planting a seed. Sometimes you almost invite him to come in. If you're having a bad murmuring day, then shut up. Go spend some time with God. Fight the good fight. Just because you don't do what he's called you to do for years and years and years. And he's trying to get you to sow and he's trying to get you to see. And Holy Spirit's always working on this. He's always trying to stop what the enemy has planned ahead. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Then you come running in and you want the word when you're in the middle of a desperate situation. Well, thank God sometimes the word will work in a desperate situation. But sometimes it's too little too late. Can I get an Amen. This is real. You can't just wait until you're the battle of your life and then think, okay, well, God owes me this. He doesn't owe you anything. Amen. It's a promise. It needs to be really planted in his presence. Not with a, not with a, I can do this without you, God. I have your word now. That word was never meant to take the place of relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. But, He's so faithful even when we're not. Amen. So I, I really don't want you skipping this main part of growing in God, which is believing his word, spending time in his presence and seeing what words jump out at you. I know for every single trial that I really got victory, I mean big ones, I had a very specific word from God. I didn't have a ton of scriptures that I just kept reading and reading, although I encourage you to do that, to build up your faith. Amen? But when God told me for my son, when he was life and death, did not look like it was much hope, and God gave me the scripture, not one hair of his head will fall to the ground. Well, I didn't really care that much. His hair was not my priority. What that meant to me was God saying he's not going to have cancer. They were 97, 98% sure he was eaten up with a cancer that was deadly. So when God gave me that scripture and it jumped off the page and Holy Spirit had me go there and read it. How many know I fought with that scripture? Amen. So if you're just going to try to fight with somebody else's scripture, like by his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes. Okay, by his stripes we are healed. That's a spiritual truth. Amen. Amen. 
that's not necessarily your, your sword. You can't know one healing scripture and think you're going to live healed. Amen? You need to spend time with God and get that word. So even when we're talking about this planting that you want to spend time with, it's got to be real. So it's like, Lord, I want to spend some time with you about my marriage. Lord, I want to spend some time with you about my children. Lord, I want to spend some time with you. Give me scriptures for them. Now, everything doesn't have to be written down, okay? I'm just trying to get you to change the way, not change, to add to the way you pray, amen? To add to your time with God, to really recognize I'm planting this, amen? You'll know you're planting it and it will not return. Remember, I got the beach house. Amen. I wasn't even trying. I almost like, okay, Lord, we don't have to do that. You know, I'm pretty busy. I got a great life. And then boom, I mean, Holy Spirit literally had to say, while I'm standing in the beach house, do you want it or not? He was like, are you going to let go of this or do you want it? I'm like, and really I'm like kind of overwhelmed. Like, wow, I'm so busy and everything and traveling and everything. Do I, I'm thinking, well, here I got God offer me a beach house. I mean, it's not for vacation people. It's for retreats. So we go and work on it. We go as a family, work on it, do some things. We enjoy that. But seriously, nothing could be more exciting to me than going and taking a group of ladies and watching them get healed, delivered, and set free while I get to enjoy the ocean and while we get to enjoy sitting on the beach and, and take people who could normally ever afford a beach week. Anyway, so does this making sense to everybody? See, because I know your first response is to just sit down and find some scriptures and write down those scriptures. That the Bible says that legalism leads to death. Why? Because it's going to ruin your faith when it doesn't work. It's going to give you a false confidence that nothing bad can happen to you. And it's not going to strengthen your relationship with God. It's going to make him nothing more to you than like a Santa Claus. And how many know for real that doesn't work? How many know what he really is is greater than that? Amen? So... But if you take each of those areas and really take some time to seek him about it. Let, let's say if your heart's desire is, is to, some of you I know, is, is to, find a, to find a spouse. Amen? If that's your heart's desire, then first of all, if you're divorced, you need to go deal with every issue of that divorce, why it happened, what happened. Listen to our marriage teaching. You can get it on our mentorship pro, um, online or you can get the CD. But you need to know why. Okay, you need to know why that marriage failed before God's going to put you in another one. And you need to know you're part of it. Amen. And you need to be completely healed. And you need to be completely forgiven. And really ask to forgive. If you're blaming the other person, you haven't got to a place yet where God can bring somebody else into your life. Even if the other person was horrible, you still married them why why big question amen there's a real there's a real big question there amen so that's why God he hates divorce and he doesn't want you to go through two three four five of them before you realize this isn't his intention amen so so that's somewhere to start so if, if you look at Lord you know I really would love for you to bring someone then you need to spend time with God talking to him about that reading his word know what he has to say about it
So, so I want you to kind of understand the idea of the word. It's not just to find a scripture and plant it. It's to get the heart of God. God is a line upon line, precept upon precept, glory to glory. Precept means what's his idea? What's God's idea, let's say, for marriage of marriage? What is he about? What does he want? Anybody, let me tell you what. If you have a Jezebel, you can find an Ahab really fast. Some people get married so fast it's not funny. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of times it's just because there's some man who can't live without a woman to control him. And there's some woman who just only feels okay if she finds a man she can control. The only way is shout me down right now. Or the other way around. There's some woman who's just so meek and mild. She's going to have some man take care of her. And there's some man who's just so macho he's going to show you who's boss. And he loves that submission teaching. Actually, God makes it really simple. I said this the other day. Somebody, don't use that spiritual stuff. God says, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. That's all he says. Because Holy Spirit, as long as Holy Spirit's in both people, God can work it if they're willing to yield to Holy Spirit. Amen? And so that's why you really want somebody who wants to be led by Holy Spirit. All right, anyway, that's all other topics. Other topics, for those watching, you need to join our mentorship and you can get all these topics on hours and hours of teaching. So we're going to actually going to do this. I want you to pick one of those topics that you just wrote down. Get your Bibles out and go look up something about it. And let's see if God gives anybody uh, seeds. Amen. To plan about something. So Father, we just come before you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we're asking you to teach us how to do this. We're asking you to teach those who are watching, Lord. Um, from even different nations, Lord God, how can we begin to incorporate a lifestyle of relationship with you that will produce the promises in your word to come forth in our life? Lord, we want to glorify you. We want to know how good you are. We want to watch your word come to pass. We want you to help us in this race, God, to think the way you think. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Before, this is so funny, before I thought we're just all start throwing out scriptures. And the Lord said, that's not how you do it. I'm like, okay. So we're going to spend a little bit of time with God. Amen. And we'll just let the people who are watching at home spend a little bit of time with God. And as soon as someone really gets a word from the Lord, just raise your hand. And then we'll, we'll go there and, and we'll talk about what, what we would do with that. All right. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.